1: Good morning, and this is Clarissa Uh and this is uh, the radio program Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. And joining me this morning are Jeannie Lasangelo and uh, Kathy, Catherine uh, Nichols. <laughs> <Close>. <laughs> Kathy McNicholas. Kathleen McNicholas, I'm. Sorry. I was like, I know there's a mix. So thank you so much, ladies, for joining me this morning. Uh, how are you this morning? Now that we're we're all technologically here.
2: Good. Good morning to you, Clarissa.
1: Good morning. So the um, our guests this morning are going to be talking a little bit about adult confirmation and you know adult ministry with adults. Uh, especially now as you know, some of our things have changed. It's actually been, I was thinking about it this morning, I've hosted the radio show off and on for the better part of probably eight years. And in my mind, I'm like, you know, I don't remember the last time I, I talked about adult confirmation on the radio program. And so this will also be kind of news to me and kind of a, a new, uh, a new <laughs> learning curve, perhaps. Uh, and so both uh, Jeannie and Kathy, would you mind... Um, introducing yourselves to our audience, you know, how long have you been working in ministry, and some of the the roles that you know that you're currently doing.
2: Sure, I can I can go first. Um, so I work as a pastoral associate, and my title used to be director of religious ed at Incarnation Parish, which is in Crestwood, and I this is my 18th year here in the parish, and so my roles have involved working with parish councils working with rcia working with catechists in their formation and and with the children as well but specifically with adult confirmation about 15 years ago i got involved with the archdiocesan program for adult confirmation which was kind of a new concept to me as well that um, we tend to think on our journey of faith into the catholic church that it happens in a pretty set order we get baptized as a baby and then we make our first communion around the age of reason and then around junior high or high school we're confirmed but the Lord moves in different ways and so for a lot of people that is not the way that it worked out so there this was a program for adult confirmation and that has been really a huge passion of mine is to walk with and accompany adults on a journey towards their full relationship with Jesus and a sense of mission in the world.
1: Great, well, thank you and welcome to the program this morning.
2: Thank you.
3: And I was, um, prior to working in a parish life, I was, uh, I taught theology in a local high school and I too noticed that there was a gap there with our, between our adults and our children I started parish ministry in 2000. I've worked at three different parishes. Um, but adult confirmation is something that, for me, has been a passion to work with adults. Um, I really enjoy the idea of them wanting to receive the sacrament instead of going through the routine of, you know, you hit eighth grade and then the sacrament kinda, as, as if you're ready in eighth grade to receive the sacrament. So having to work with adults for me is um is something that I'm very passionate about. And right now I am the director of children's faith formation with a new title from Renew My Church and I don't get to work with adults. So I'm I'm happy to be able to be back working with adults um on the Archdays and level.
1: Fantastic. Well thank you. Yeah uh, it is it's gonna be a wonderful and rich conversation I'm sure. So for those of us who are so um just so you know uh some of our listeners may or may not uh <laughs> are adults and some of them may be confirmed some of them might not be confirmed but i'm wondering for our listeners out there you know especially those who are like myself who were confirmed when i was i think in high school you know if we're thinking about adult confirmation now you know like why you know in both in in a sense of both the way you look at both of you like look at ministry like you know why why is this important Uh, for us to know now and like how do we kind of share it, it you know and spread this you know opportunity for adults who you know might not be uh confirmed in the church
2: um i think when the adult confirmation program when i first started being involved with it it was most of the people who came to adult confirmation it was because they were either getting married in the church They wanted to be a godparent or maybe a sponsor for another family member who was being confirmed. So they had a sense that this was a a requirement for them in order to participate more fully in the church. And that's kind of the tone that they came to it with is, okay, I met with my priest and he says, I have to get confirmed. I will tell you over time, it has become much more about, I've reached a point in my life where I want my faith to mean something. Mm. I feel the call of God. I feel the Holy Spirit nudging me to something more. And it could be that that's through a marriage relationship where one partner has a strong faith and the other one wants to be a part of that and realizes that there were some threads of their childhood faith that they would like to pick up and weave into their adult faith. Or sometimes not, it's just people who are saying, you know what? I. It's always bothered me that I never completed my sacraments of initiation, and it's been a thought in the back of my head, and I just feel something inside of me that says, I I wanna do this now, which is what we 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 always affirm in them, well, that's the Holy Spirit. The Lord is calling you to a deeper relationship. So if there are people who hear this, and they think, oh, well, I never got confirmed as a kid, so I don't know how to jump back in. This is a beautiful process that invites people to pick up those pieces and jump back onto their faith journey in the Catholic Church.
3: Fantastic. Jeannie? And to piggyback on what Kathy said, I think what happens a lot of times is they're witnessing someone else's faith and feeling like there's a piece of their own missing. And, um, and like she said, it's often an event or something happening. Sometimes it's even a funeral that, um, you know, somebody that they love has passed away and they wanted to do this, because they've always asked them to do it. And, uh, again, it's always an event or a thing or something that brings them in, but we ultimately always turn around to it's the Holy Spirit working in you, and therefore then you follow up on that. And um, by the time they're finished, it's a whole – they come out with a whole different um, feel, a a different – I didn't realize this was going to happen. very similar to RCIA. You know I thought it was this but it turns out no I'm really here and I understand the call and and the call to discipleship is a lot of times what really gets affirmed and they get involved in their parish or some local organization so um, it's very affirming for me as well to, to see that so working with I think if I'm not mistaken we have 54 candidates right now and um, kind of fun to, to to see them evolve at different points throughout the journey we're in our third week now we'll be starting our fourth week so um it's kind of fun hearing their stories and their journeys
1: fantastic well let's take a quick break i definitely want to hear more and we'll be right back
3: did i log out try
4: an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States, and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219.
0: I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to SEE priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.orgslash seminarian fund or call
5: 312-534-7959. In recent weeks, many people have reached out to Catholic Charities to ask what we are doing to help our Afghan brothers and sisters. They also ask how they can join us in our work. Current estimates suggest that 50,000 refugees are headed to our shores in the coming weeks. Based on a decade of experience in refugee resettlement, we predict that it will cost $50,000 to resettle a family of four for six months. This includes housing, food, clothing, and other urgent needs as they establish new lives in Chicago. As Jesus tells us, whatsoever you do for the least of my people, that you do unto me. Please assist us as we welcome the first 10 families. Visit catholiccharities.net to donate to our special refugee resettlement appeal or call 312-948-6087.
1: Good morning, and we're back with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. This is your host, Clarissa Alhantara, and joining me this morning, uh, we are talking about adult confirmation. And I've got on the, the line Kathy McNicholas and Jeannie Lassangelo. And right before we went to break, uh, you, um, Jeannie, you said something that I wanted to come and circle back on before we move to the next question. But you said, you know, in the process that Uh, we're encountering now um, through adult confirmation one of the things that you said is some people felt like or maybe it looks very similar to RCIA and I was going to say like what are some of the similarities with both the adult confirmation that we're doing now in RCIA like how does it look you know and and whoever wants to answer can answer but how does it look similar well I I think it
3: looks they, they do look similar in that um, their, their sacramental formations, um, RCIA usually starts with the idea of um, connecting their baptism. And, um, you know, in RCIA, we have some who are baptized in another church. We have some who um, have never been baptized at catechumen. And then we have those who hadn't received First Communion yet. The confirmation, the adult confirmation piece is, people who have received their first communion and have been baptized in the Catholic Church. And so that's a different look. We don't focus that much on Eucharist, although we tie in the affirmation of their baptismal promises that their parents or at whatever time they came into the church. But the other thing is they come in with a little bit of a background. You know, whether they remember it or not, some of them stopped after second or third grade. But as we start to tell stories and as we start to open up, I think what happens is some of those memories do come flooding back and, and we can springboard from that. Um, it's really a focus on preparing them for the rest of their adult journey as disciples. And that, not that that doesn't happen in RCIA, but we're, we're really concentrating on how to serve and how to be connected to the church through the particular sacrament of confirmation.
1: Ah, that's, yeah, that's really beautiful. You know, Kathy, did you want to add anything? I just, I mean, RCIA is is
2: a much longer process. Ideally, our CIA would be at minimum about a year to walk with people because it's an initial charisma. it's an initial introduction to who Jesus is and um, wanting to understand what it means to meet him even in the sacrament of baptism or what it means to meet him through the Catholic Church. But as Jeannie said, for adult confirmation, they've met Jesus. Jesus is already within them. They've met him through baptism, specifically a Catholic baptism. They've met him, even if only once, they've met him in Holy Communion. So it's more an awakening of what is there. In both you see transformation, you see encounter with Jesus, you see a different way of looking at yourself but in the sense of adult confirmation it has more to do and we just talked about this with them with the concept of true belonging they already belong here they may not always feel that they fit in but in their deepest soul in in their being they belong here they are they are already a piece of christ church and so it's a matter of of inviting and sort of compelling them to show up and to claim what is already within them that's different so you kind of end up at the same place but the journey is very different
1: yeah th- that that definitely sounds like my my experience when i was a short-time catechist in adult confirmation and um, just kind of hearing that uh, and seeing that you know that's something you've that you've also witnessed too um the next question i have and something that we love to ask our guests is You know, for both of you, you know, where or how have you experienced Christ in in this specific ministry? You know, when we're talking about uh, encountering uh, and witnessing and accompanying with adults in this way, like, you know, what's your one story? And we might only have time for one of you to answer, and then we're going to go to break, but I promise, like, I will ask the second person to do it after break. I think the
2: one story, if you don't mind, is uh, there was a young woman who came to the adult confirmation. She was actually a a doctor. She had just started practicing, I think, in an emergency room. And her life experiences were overwhelming her. And she was struggling, searching for a way to make meaning of the things that were happening around her. And she was kind of a little bit lost. And so she she was grasping at ways to come to terms with this The reality of what she dealt with on a day-to-day basis I think a lot of people can connect to that. There are a lot of things that come to us and we don't know how to connect to them. And what she found through prayer and through developing this relationship with Jesus was an inner peace that helped to carry her. It was kind of like the storm at sea in scripture where she came to me as one of the apostles and I was right there with her. Ah, it's stormy, it's crazy, what's gonna happen? And Jesus was right there asleep in the boat. Jesus was with her the whole time. But when she woke him up, And realized that they were together. It changed her, and she said to me afterwards. She emailed me after the fact and said, "This process of awakening my relationship with Jesus has changed me in my lived experience." And that was that. I'm like right there with you, sister. I I get it exactly what you're saying. It changes the way you go through your day-to-day reality.
1: Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely the, you know, in, in the times that I've encountered adults in that way, um, you know, their own richness and their own encounter. And that pivotal moment when they finally realize is, is beautiful. Like, you can't, you can't, um, uh, it's something that I think I remember definitely as a catechist. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And then when we come back, uh, I, will, I will ask the question again. Jean. Jean. Yeah.
6: Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today.
0: We've been together in spirit, and now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. drzwi And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass.
4: Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities has continued to respond to the needs of people who come to us for assistance. More than 850,000 meals and food parcels have been offered to those who are struggling with food insecurity. Over 108,000 Homelessness Prevention Hotline calls have been answered, Over 22,000 people have received mental health services and $2 million in financial assistance has been provided to keep people housed. If you or someone you know needs assistance, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net. Or call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you.
1: Good morning and we're back with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Claire Salinter and I'm your host this morning and we have been talking about adult confirmation and kind of what's new and different and with me uh, via Zoom this morning is Kathy McNicholas and Jeannie Lasangelo and right before we went to break I had asked uh, my guests you know where have they encountered you know, Jesus in this specific ministry? And so we heard from Kathy before break. So, Jeannie, uh, you've had a long time to think. <laughs> but I know you could answer quickly as well. You know, how have you encountered Jesus in this specific ministry? What has that looked like?
3: Well, I think Kathy's answer um, there's a lot of examples just like that where when people recognize the voice of Jesus, um, that for us is just. That's really what it's all about. RCIA has a lot of rituals where they're presented in front of the congregation. Unfortunately, adult confirmation is not, so we ask that they connect to a parish one way. But that's another way that we see Christ is when parishioners recognize that this adult has gone through this process and received the sacrament. And again, it often awakens their own call. And that to us is a great part of the ministry where it's a constant reminder that we're all in this together and we all belong together. And it it encourages the parishioners who are there to welcome um, the newcomers. So, like this past week, we really encourage them to find, to start finding, to start searching for a parish that they feel like they belong. And it's wonderful when they come back to the stories where Jesus really was active in that community that somebody recognized someone reached out to them or was particularly kind to them or hadn't recognized them before and welcomed them so that's another piece of of the Is when we get to hear them come back with stories of how they felt like they really belong in this church
1: yeah with the 54 it said uh, both of you are saying that there's about 54 people 54 adults in the program now Uh, Do some of them or many of them already have like church homes or is that, you know, part of this? Will this be part of the process for them, hoping, you know, helping them kind of find a a landing? Many many of
3: them don't. Many of them are not connected to a particular parish, but that's one of our assignments is to go out there and and get yourself. You know, we even tell them when you walk in, stop, look around, see where you want to sit. Um, See who looks like a friendly face. You know, some of them have children. Where can I where can I bring my child? Is there a space that people are going to be okay with a child acting out? And I always tell the, the the young parents, the priest has a microphone on, so he can be louder than any baby. And you know, if you're not comfortable in a particular spot, move. You know, just find another place where people are more friendly because more often than not, families do engage with little ones. So, um, but they are. They're in that part. Some of them are ready. Some of them have a home parish. Some of them have been, are, you know, really involved in the church. But I would say it's, it's more than half are not connected to a particular parish.
1: Yeah. So this will actually be an, a nice experience, I imagine, for them, both for, for the catechists to walk with them, but then for them to figure out, you know, which which community really resonates, you know, for where they are. And, you know, maybe if they've got children or if they don't have children, you know, like what, what that, you know, how their faith will grow in that way. Uh, the next question I've, I've got that I love to hear also from guests is, you know, is there a, a line or, a, you know, a place in Scripture that uh, that you think about when you think about adult confirmation?
3: Oh, there's so many Scripture references. I, I, I like the Jeremiah piece where you're you're not you're not too young and and your voice is heard and and you are a prophet to the people um I, I like to really encourage that piece of it for our young adults because they often walk in that church and say like everybody's so old
7: you know <laughs>
3: and and we really encourage that your voice is necessary indeed, in we won't survive without your voice so it's the voice of jeremiah that always kind of brings me back to um, follow that path
1: yeah uh kathy um i think the piece that
2: jumps out to me the most with any kind of adult accompaniment is the road to emmaus i like the sense that the apostle the disciples are on the road and confused about what's going on. They know the facts. They know the reality of the situation, but they can't understand the meaning of it. And they encounter Jesus on the road and he breaks open the scripture for them. And he, he explains to them in a spiritual way. He tries to awaken their sense of who they are in a, in a larger context. And then in the breaking of the bread, they recognize him and they're changed from that. So I think so much of Adult confirmation has to do with building relationships with these candidates and helping to walk with them and hopefully providing some kind of an encounter with Jesus. It's harder through Zoom now than it was when we were meeting in person, but to have that awareness, that awakening within them so that they are changed after the process, that, that they understand themselves differently after the process. You know, some of the people that were not connected to parishes, and we asked them to reflect on what it would be like to when they went into the church and looked around and stuff. Several of them were like, this is the first time I've been in the church. I'm going to get married in. Mm. And it's like, wow, that's, you know, in the back of their minds, they have this relationship, this ecclesial journey, but it's not, they haven't embraced it. And so going into the church and saying now, at least when I go at the time of my wedding to that church, I feel like I belong there. I've been there. I'm not just walking in on that day as like a venue. It's actually something that I'm bonding to, so.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. I like the road to Emmaus. (laughs) As do I. It's definitely one of my favorites. And Jeremiah. Oh my gosh. that's Yeah, wonderful prophet. Let's go ahead and take another break and we'll come right back. Good morning, and we're back with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation. And before we went to break, we were talking about uh, scripture stories and encounter with Emmaus. And one of the things that I wanted just to hear more about was that uh, adult confirmation, I guess it's happening on, on Zoom now, as it obviously would be just because of COVID and stuff. And uh uh, Kathy, you alluded to, you know, it's just, it, the encounter is different. And I was wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit about just the format of the classes and how, you know, I've, you know outside of the physical difference of not being able to be in the same room, you know, w- what are some things in Zoom that, that look a lot different than like an in-person class or session?
2: Uh, I would say that the hardest, the greatest challenge is we are a faith that is based on real presence. It's, it's being physically in the same space. It's Jesus being really present to us. And so that piece is missing. But I'm, I've really, over the last two years, I'm stunned at how much you can create a spiritual presence, a space of sacredness, even through a Zoom context. So we do a little icebreaker at the beginning. We, we ask them about their spiritual growth in the past week. What are they noticing in themselves? What has changed with them? we break we watch videos and then we break into small groups so that they still have a chance even though there's 50 something of them to have a chance to interact more one-on-one or in a smaller group with a facilitator so that everyone has a chance to fully participate to the extent that they would like to participate and we nudge sometimes i'll be honest we say you know this is about being bold in your faith so you know you're here to stretch your spiritual strength a little bit and and they do it's it's awkward in the beginning but over time you do start to feel that connection i know i feel really connected with this group and i know jeannie does too and it's it's a whole bunch of them and we have not met them in person
3: one of the things i would add too um because of the zoom format we've invited other adults to be part of the process um because when we decided that we needed to break into small groups Cause it's just too many when we start to talk that people can kind of get lost um they've got to share their stories so not only are the the candidates listening to kathy and i they're also hearing some other stories we invited a young girl who was just confirmed um a year and a half ago and she's part of the group now and then we've got a couple of other more senior members who love being with young adults and so they're listening and they're engaging and so they're they, these candidates are getting to hear other other people instead of just kathy and i all the time so i think that's a benefit that we probably wouldn't be doing without the zoom format
1: yeah well it's amazing how you know in a lot of ways you know some some things like this are just a lot more accessible both for candidates but then also for volunteers where it's They don't have to commute to a a parish location uh, right after dinner. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But then you're also able to, I mean, 54 people. Yeah, actually, I had forgotten that, you know, because of COVID, you probably were on Zoom. The last time I was teaching, it was probably four or five years ago, and I was in a classroom. And so my class was small. I think I was uh some years I've had two candidates some years I've had I think as many as eight but 54 is really beautiful because I mean that then you actually see a community it's not like you and another candidate and the catechist and it's like hey so <laughs> where are we it's like you really get that richness of of you know the life experience the beauty but also where we as a as a body as a body of Christ are you know there's so many so many different people so many different experiences so many different voices. Um, Mm -hmm. that's awesome I I wanted to know so the 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 next kind of piece of the session or you know this this interview is conversation sorry it's a we're talking about the learning and the catechetical piece you know and so you know what does scripture church teaching you know etc say about the above realities you know that can help guide our our, uh, candidates you know are, are we turning to the catechism when it talks about formation you know is some of what we're doing you know rooted in scripture you know, for for both of you, you know, where where would you see that that guidance from our you know from our church that in terms of especially the accompaniment of these young adults or adults.
3: Well, we always we always bring in scripture. Every we, we start with scripture. We we weave it into the lesson plan. Um, there's the program we have has a little video in it, um, asking questions. But I think one of the pieces, and we we really touched on it these past two weeks, is Forming a conscience. You know, uh, I've had a couple of questions about: is it wrong to play this game, or is it wrong to watch this movie? Uh, you know, and and we kind of feel that those, in a way, to say, you know, you have to build an informed conscience, and that was that's part of the catechism of the Catholic Church. What what in, what involves informing your conscience? You know, as far as looking at scripture, looking at what Jesus said, looking at church teaching. And then we, we kind of take that further. So from here on out, I think a lot of what we're going to be bringing to the table is based on the conversations we've had with them that, that they're struggling with. And so that's where Kathy and I have the background to be able to say, you need to rethink that. This really doesn't fit with with who we are and what we do. And so I think that where we really rely on what is the church teaching? What is scripture telling us? And then how then do we take that out into the real world without, you know, without slapping their hands? You know, I I think that's a big piece of what they're always afraid of is that they're gonna get punished in one way or another, kind of like back in the grade school days. So um, the journey is really for them to examine who they are and whose they are On this final completion of initiation. So we really encourage that conversation to take place.
2: Yeah, there ends up being a certain level of vulnerability on the part of, I think, every candidate who signs up for this because they have images and experiences from when they were younger. And there is a piece of them, I think, that is a little bit hesitant, a little bit apologetic, maybe even feeling a little bit ashamed. You know, there's a, when we first introduce everybody and they'll be like, oh, I, I didn't get this done or my parents did it, almost like they're apologizing that they're waiting. And we immediately go to a place of no, 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 that that is, we're not here to talk about what happened in the past. We're here to invite you to a new encounter with Jesus, one that's filled with love and mercy. I love the line where the rich young man is talking to Jesus and asks him what he needs to do and Jesus looks at him with love. And so part of what we try to offer with the adult confirmation is that experience of the love and mercy and affirmation of God first. And then if there are things that we need to tweak or there are things that you need to think about in your personal life, we all struggle with that kind of stuff. We all struggle on a day-to-day basis with trying to be more in the footsteps of Jesus. But the important thing is to be on the journey, is to take those steps and to connect yourself with the community that will help you on that journey. And we all help each other on that journey. And so to make it an opportunity for them where they, they do belong and they do feel welcomed. And yeah, we'll talk about some of the messiness of life along the way. But the important thing is, is that we are one body traveling together as disciples on a mission for Jesus. That's what matters. And I think that's very different from the more catechetical approach that adult confirmation would have had maybe 15 years ago.
1: Yeah, that's true. Let's go ahead and take another quick break and we'll come right back.
5: In recent weeks, many people have reached out to Catholic Charities to ask what we are doing to help our Afghan brothers and sisters. They also ask how they can join us in our work. Current estimates suggest that 50,000 refugees are headed to our shores in the coming weeks. Based on a decade of experience in refugee resettlement, we predict that it will cost $50,000 to resettle a family of four for six months. This includes housing, food, clothing, and other urgent needs as they establish new lives in Chicago. As Jesus tells us, Whatsoever you do for the least of my people, that you do unto me. Please assist us as we welcome the first ten families. Visit CatholicCharities.net to donate to our special Refugee Resettlement Appeal or call 312-948-6087.
0: We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit from servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supply bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, The Annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the Annual Catholic Appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, Our parish is the largest one in the Archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food, and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the Annual Catholic Appeal, Make your gift at annualCatholicappeal.com.
6: Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Services help veterans find and maintain employment through job readiness training, resume writing assistance, mock interviews, and job placement counseling. We work with a wide array of employers and community partners to help veterans reach their career goals. We owe a debt of gratitude to all of our veterans for the sacrifices they made to serve our nation. It is our privilege now to assist them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans' Employment Program in Cook County, call 773-808-2954. In Lake County, call 847-782-4219. You can also learn more at catholiccharities.net. To all United States Veterans, thank you for your service.
1: are back with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Clarissa Alhantara, and I'm your host this morning. And joining me via Zoom is Kathy McNicholas and Jeannie Lasangelo. And we've been talking about adult confirmation. And so right before break, One of the things that, uh, Kathy, you alluded to, I want to just kind of pick up the thread. You know, was the catechetical journey of 15 years ago is so different than the model of today of accompaniment. Can you just say a little bit more about that? You know, I don't know, not necessarily a compare and contrast, but, you know, what's different?
2: So I think part of, you know, the church is going through this renewal, Renew My Church, and part of building the new reality is about what are the needs of humankind in the year 2021 to live out a life in a discipleship with Jesus. And one of the most important things is connection. It's belonging, it's relationship. And so it's not so much a head game, although it's necessary, the catechesis the, the information is important, but the formation, the reality of human to human walking together, sharing together, the accompaniment the companioning that takes place is what helps people to really encounter jesus not necessarily in in the information that comes him, but in the open-heartedness between you know the, an, an, a fellow disciple on the journey which is what jeannie and i are we're just fellow disciples on the journey with with other disciples on the journey and talking in, about what does that mean to live your life in that kind of a reality and we share a lot of the same experiences, the same struggles, the same joys on that journey of that encounter with Jesus. So if someone's listening at home or you know a, a person who's in that age group, 20 to 30s, and and they they feel like they're looking for a connection, try a local community, a local parish community that has lifelong formation, adult formation, accompaniment in it. Because you may find it's a very different reality than what they had expected from church, from for instance, being part of a CCD program where you come and you sit and you read from a book. It's its a very different sense in the church today of relationship and accompaniment.
1: Yeah. Jeannie, did you want to add anything?
3: I, I can add, the only thing I would add, I, and, and not to say the other way was a, a bad way or the older 15 years ago, but I think there's a little more freedom for the people to um, open up about their experience, to open up about whether or not they, have a relationship with Jesus and how they long for that. I think that, you know, we were kind of um, lesson planning in the in the past and and had to get these certain things done. And I think the process now—it's a process. We we don't—I don't like to call them programs. It's it's a process because it's a continual journey, and uh, that's really what we're trying to encourage them is you are not done. You know, it's it's not you're you're okay. I've received all the sacraments. I've done. You're you're really you're really starting. That's why it's the completion of the initiation sacraments that we're really encouraging you now to to own it, and and that's a little bit different as well.
1: Yeah, the ownership the ownership piece is so huge in terms of you know that that shift that, you know, our adult disciples today will really have to you know, understand and embrace, like, it's not just like, oh, the, the piece of paper that you need to show your priest before you get married, or, you know, the priest where your, you know, your goddaughter or godson is going to be baptized, but really it's, it's that understanding in that kind of like, I want this, I want this for myself and my own, and faith, faith, my own faith journey. Um, So thank you uh, for that. We're going to take our last break, and then we'll come right back.
3: Our veterans have
4: served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's
3: 847-782-4219.
6: Catholic Charities in Lake County provides a comprehensive range of social services supporting individuals, families, and older adults. These include crisis assistance, shelter, clothing, family support, counseling, legal assistance, primary health care, and specialized services for seniors and veterans. Grab and go meals and food pantries help those who are experiencing food insecurity, Plus, We have a diaper depot to support low income families and their infants. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call Catholic Charities of Lake County at 847-782-4000. That's 847-782-4000.
1: Good morning, and we're back with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. This is Clarissa Alhantara, and uh, I'm talking about adult confirmation uh, this morning. And joining me is Jeannie Lasangrello and Kathy McNicholas. And uh, in this last kind of part of the show, so people have been listening, they've heard stories. Maybe they've recalled their own you know maybe their own confirmation, or you know maybe if they were uh, they accompanied another adult, but so now that you know we've heard all this really good um wisdom and kind of shared story, you know like how do people respond you know like where do they you know where can they learn more, where do they you know jump in what you know what what can they do
3: and that my hearing is a little. Um, the listening part is a little bit. Um, where do they join in? I think that's through the archdiocese. But I think that the next move, I think, for a lot of our candidates, I would say it's important for them to know that they they now need to go to their local parish when they get connected and and really talk to the the leadership and, and about what what they want. You know, we've got every parish has some kind of a social gathering and social groups, but every parish should also have some kind of a ministry or some kind of a formation piece that helps them to continue on the journey. And I think that, that's what's going to build community, and I think that's what the new reality is looking to accomplish is how do we then – create the whole idea of our parish works together as Disciples in Christ, and that way these young people, and, and actually some of them aren't so young. Some of them, we've got a couple in their 50s and 40s that, you know, they're, they're really starting to look for something. So I think the follow-up piece certainly is on them, but it's also on them to encourage their parishes to start developing some ministries that they can partake in.
2: And I would say that that, in addition to that, it, even if you are listening to this and you were fully initiated, as I was, a cradle Catholic, um, this is a new understanding of what the church, what the Pope, what Jesus is calling us to, and that is to accompany the people in your life. So your your spouse, your siblings, uh, we don't have time now, but I can talk about an interesting conversation I had with a brother who's an atheist who started asking me about my relationship with Jesus. And what does that have with, to do with adult confirmation? Everything because adult confirmation is about us claiming and owning our piece of mission. And the mission of Jesus Christ is to go out into the world and make disciples and to encourage others based on our own experiences. So whether you're doing it in formally in a parish or whether you do it around the table or whether it's the way you carry yourself at work, if you are If you're an intentional disciple and and you are a follower of Jesus, then your presence will affect others. So if you're listening to this today and you feel the Lord saying to you, yeah, I'm talking to you too. I'm talking to you too. I need you. I need you to go out into the world and accompany other people, meet them on the journey wherever they are and walk with them a little bit. Then heed the call. Heed that call because the church for the future will be based on relationships relationships in christ and that's what makes our ministry so rewarding is that we are experiencing that now it's hopefully what the future will hold and hopefully it's something you will feel drawn to be a part of
1: yeah that's yeah that's that's very beautiful you know in terms of what what the future will hold but you know what what people will want to do and and, you know i'm also wondering too for listeners uh, who are listening, and perhaps your, you know, your church will be receiving a, an adult candidate soon, shortly. Now, who knows? You know, maybe that's this is an opportunity for our listeners to also respond, uh, for their own, you know, to go up to their pastor and say, yeah, there's this really great radio show. And we were talking about adult confirmation, you know, and, and you know, Father, are we ready? Or Pastoral Council, are we ready? Or, you know, Liturgy Board, are we ready? You know, and I think that that's also the... The both and, right? Of both the, the, the parish being willing to receive, but also the, the candidate being willing to knock and just keep asking and keep asking. Um, well, thank you to both of you for this really wonderful and beautiful conversation uh it's uh it was really good to hear it's been a long time since i've been part of adult confirmation and i think since i've seen both of you both either in person or virtually (laughs) so this is also a good time to connect uh any uh so thank you again for this opportunity uh for those who are interested for the next round of adult confirmation i know there's information on on our website um the archdiocese of chicago where you can definitely find more um information because i know these classes happen quarterly or semesterly i believe um twice a year twice yes so twice a year so if you didn't catch it now you can definitely catch it in in 2022. uh thank you so much ladies thank you thanks have a good rest of your week take care bye-bye you
2: too
7: thank you